What's up, everybody? It's me, Jan Almasy, host of the Apex Podcast. I bet you're wondering why you're not hearing Jacob Popio announce the guest of the show this week. I am going to announce the guest of the show, but first, I need to talk to you about something. Running this podcast, unfortunately, costs money. We have to pay for a domain, we have to pay for a website, we have equipment, and other things that we need to be able to purchase to keep putting out content. So in order to help support the podcast, we're starting what we're calling the Patreon campaign. It's through a company called Patreon. You can find it at www.patreon.com backslash the Apex Podcast. We're also going to put the link in the description on the Facebook posts, LinkedIn, and all other social medias. Basically, what you do is you go to the Patreon page and you pledge to donate a certain amount of money every month to help support the Apex Podcast and JJD Thoughts as a whole as we continue to grow our motivational outreach, our leadership-based interventions, and the Apex Podcast. I would be absolutely honored if you took the time to even check out the Patreon campaign. Go to the page. There's a full description of what we're trying to do, who we are, and what we're trying to build. If you've enjoyed the content and you would like to see us produce more, we need your help. With that, I would like to introduce our guest for the week, Mr. Kurt Wolf. Kurt Wolf is a DJ in our local area here in Ohio, and we're going to talk to him about why he believes that music is the best possible way to connect with people. We're also going to talk about how he took out a $40,000 loan, then dropped out of college to start his own business and what it felt like to chase his passion with that amount of money over his head. Honestly, he's a super successful individual. It was awesome talking to him and be getting his opinion on what it takes to really be an entrepreneur. So with that, welcome Mr. Kurt Wolf. I would like to open up this podcast with a quote directly from our guest that I found absolutely awesome and I think will be a great transition into today's podcast. So quote, music is incredible. It can move thousands upon millions of people at a time. It has the power to transform lives and build people's spirits up. To be a part of that feeling is unlike anything in this world. Being able to provide the people with an uplifting, positive, and fun atmosphere is the greatest feeling you can have. At times, I step back and look around at my crowd, and I get chills from everyone dancing and having a fun time to the music that I'm playing. It's a feeling you just can't beat. End quote. With that, I would like to introduce our guest of the day, Mr. Kurt Wolf, a.k.a. DJ Wolf. Welcome to the show. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me, Jan. Um, so let's just start out with that. Let's start out with that quote. How did that come to mind? Where did that come from? And why did you pick that as kind of the faceplate for your website? Because that's kind of the first thing that really stuck out to me that was you. Sure. Sure. So, um, essentially, you know, people always, uh, well, people will ask me, um, you know, why, why do you, uh, 
you know, why did you get involved with the whole DJing and whatnot? Um, and, and, and what do you really like about it? And so essentially with, with the music and everything, uh, moving people is and, and, and making people dance and smile, um, and, uh, just essentially move to your music is a feeling that you can't really get with any other sort of job. Um, essentially, you know, a lot of your people are nine to five jobs or, uh, you know, they, they go to work in the morning and then they come home in the afternoon and there is sure there might be, you know, some smiles and stuff at work and you might've made someone laugh or this and that. But, um, you know, essentially with DJing, um, you know, I've, I've, I have even had people who were like, who have came up to me and been like, man, I was having such a rough day. And then we came out here and now I'm having a better time. And, you know, just being a part of that and being able to, uh, change someone's, uh, day and, uh, emotions and stuff like that, or just that's, you, you can't beat that. You can't beat putting a smile on, um, whether it be a bride's face or, 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 anyone coming into a bar or club, um, just dancing, having a good time, whether they're acting like goofballs or not. Uh, you know, you just, you really cannot beat that feeling. Um, and, and you're a part of that and a, a main reason for that, uh, and your music essentially speaks for itself. Um, as far as everyone, you know, moving and dancing to your, to your music. So, um, it's, it's awesome. Just absolutely love it. And I think that's, that's a really cool, way to describe it because there's not a lot of people that I think would associate that mentality to a DJ, if that makes sense. So you're, you're looking at people, you're, you're talking about it as almost like an outreach kind of where you're like, right. people can come to this place, whether it's at the wedding or at a bar, at a club or wherever you decide you're going to put up your equipment and they could be having a super rough day and they come in and start listening to you matching songs up and meshing them together and doing your own thing on the beats and everything like that and feel it inside of their souls really and just kind of uplifting them yep. to a totally different plane of existence than just what was happening throughout that day. Yeah, absolutely. It allows them to, uh, to get away um, essentially and just for, uh, you know, even um, if I can – take someone away from for even five minutes uh, having a rough day or I don't even know, you know, God forbid someone uh, passed away in their family or something like that. Um, and I can take them away from from that hardship or that that uh, rough times, then, you know, that's that's an amazing uh, essentially kind of like a uh, little mini miracle, I guess you could say, um, in my eyes, which is really neat. And right. I get to be a part of that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So let's back up and talk about how you got to where you DJ now. Just kind of outline, I don't know, where you grew up, what it was like where you grew up, and kind of a path that led you from, let's say, point A um, to now standing with headphones around your neck. <laughs> yeah, so um, I grew up uh, actually right down the street from from Walsh University. Uniontown, Hartville area. Um, a lot of people actually don't know that, um, especially a big, I'm sure a big part of my following doesn't know that. Um, I graduated from Lake High School um, and uh, lived in Uniontown, Ohio, and uh, was a little bit, I mean, I guess you could kind of say a little bit of a, of a country boy um, in a sense. I mean, we're, we're not 
really necessarily a city, but you know, we have that. We definitely have the the country surrounded by us and whatnot. But oh yeah, I grew um, I grew up down in Canton South. So yeah, so yeah, I, your I country live as I well. live right on the borderline. My my parents' house is really the first kind of rural property sure. between like suburbia and. I mean, basically people that own hundreds of acres. Yeah. So absolutely. it's definitely, uh, I can definitely vibe with the union town. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Both. But it's kind of neat because you get really essentially at that, uh, at that, uh, location of union town, Hartville, you kind of get the best of both worlds. You're literally right in between both Akron and Canton, which is really neat. Um, but it's just kind of nice because you get the best of both worlds. Um, I kind of like to prefer myself as a mutt when it comes to, you know, people ask or people might say, you know, oh, I'm a city person or, oh, I'm a country boy or oh, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm essentially kind of a mutt. I'm kind of a combination of, of all that. You know, I got a little bit of the city in me. I got a little bit of the country boy in me, which I think honestly kind of translates uh, into my music as well because – I also love country music, but yet I mm-hmm. also love my hip hop and you know rap and you know R and B and stuff like that. Oh yeah, so. if you're ever if you're ever in the car with me, my if I were to just put my yeah. <laughs> my phone on shuffle, it would be like, okay, we're gonna jam out to some Dean Martin and big band, and then we're gonna go over and listen to some Alan Jackson, yep. and we're gonna listen to some old school Nelly and Fifty Cent. Yep. Like, there's no predicting where it's gonna oh, go. Oh no, no, absolutely not. Yeah, that's the same way. My my all my Pandora stations are hysterical to, to look at. <laughs> they really are. They're hysterical to look at. But um, yeah, no, grew up in Uniontown, Hartville. Um, blessed with a great family, uh, mother, father, um, brother, and sister. Um, phenomenal people, very supportive. Um, and then uh, and you know they they were nothing short of amazing. I mean, they, 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 both my mom and dad are very supportive people, um, very loving, uh, grew up in a uh, Christian household, uh, played a lot of sports. I was also a, a very big athlete, um, which is again, another thing that, uh, some people kind of forget. I actually, mm-hmm. uh, uh, went to Tiffin university, um, two hours West and, uh, played soccer there, uh, first semester, but then transferred back home. But, uh, yeah, from from uh, from Uniontown, Hartville, and uh, you know, just looking to make a name for myself. Right, man. I feel like moving from when people associate like going to college and stuff, <clears throat> and I guess this is kind of the same feeling that I had when I moved from Canton South up to Walsh, where I was like, "Oh, Walsh is huge compared to." I graduated with like I think 118 kids, something like that. Which Lake is massive compared yeah, to Canton South. Yeah, sure. But I moved moved up here, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, three thousand students! That's crazy." Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, you going to Tiffin is probably around that same vibe. But then I know people that like went to Kent State or go to Ohio State, go to like WVU or some of these bigger schools, and they're like, "Yeah, we've got twenty thousand plus people." And I'm like, "Holy crap!" Right, right. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, when I, you know, like you said, Lake's a Lake's a pretty big school. It's a uh, it's a little bit smaller of a school in the federal league um, compared to, you know, your Jackson or your Perry or your Glen Oak or whatnot. But, um, uh, you know, it's a, it's a decent sized school. But, you know, actually the funny thing, funny thing you say about that is, is actually Tiffin um, is really not that big of a school. It's, it's bigger than, than Lake High School, but it right. is, uh, it's really not that big of a college. So um, going there, I, I kind of, 
essentially the reason why I, I transferred out was because I really didn't feel like I was at college and I wanted to feel like I was at college. So right. I transferred over to uh, the University of Akron um, gotcha. and, and went there for, for uh, three years, I believe. So what'd you, what'd you end up uh, getting out of Akron with? So, yeah. So uh, that's the funny part. So um, ended up going to, uh, ended up going to college and uh, I don't know necessarily, I don't know if I would necessarily say that I regret it, um, but I sort of regret it. Um, You know, I, it's, uh, it just, it's not that it wasn't a great university or that I didn't have, you know, the time of my life. It was awesome. Um, great university. University of Akron's awesome. I, I know sometimes people can give it crap sometimes, but it's it's an awesome university. It really is. And uh, But um, I didn't end up finishing out um, because I started this company, because I started this DJing company. So uh, I didn't actually even end up finishing out. And, uh, you know, at first my, my uh, father – was he was kind of you know a bit hesitant about it and was like you know are you really sure you want to you want to do this you know and I said and I looked at him straight in the face and I was like dad I promise you put trust in me like I I I promise you I got this this is uh, we'll be I'll be able to take this thing really far you watch and I said uh, you give me about two or three years and I said I'll be making more money than you make a year at uh at Cisco Food Service and uh he said, all right, well, he said, you know, I'm going to be supportive of whatever you do, but, you know, I hope, I hope you're right. And I hope this works out. And, uh, it was just kind of, kind of funny because, uh, hopefully yeah, right now I'm on track definitely, uh, for beating him out for <laughs> salary wise, uh, for, for the year. So, um, and he's That's been working solid. there for over 25 years. So, right. um, it's, it's, uh, now it's just all about the hustle, but, um, essentially, yes, it did. It did. I didn't essentially get anything out of uh, out of the University of Akron. I wish I would have gotten uh, my degree, but I still got a, about a year, year and a half left if I wanted to finish out. But to tell you the truth, I kind of make a lot more money right now than uh, if I were to get my degree. Right. <laughs> so, so, so I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Uh, what led up to that transition point to starting at the university, or maybe not even necessarily starting, but what? Can you look back at your career progression and kind of pinpoint a day where you were like, I'm going to start this LLC? Yeah, actually I can. Um, and that's, <clears throat> it's actually really wild. Uh, so you and I were actually talking about jerseys uh, mm-hmm. earlier as we were walking up here. And uh, <clears throat> I, um, so it was Hall of Fame weekend of, I want to say 20... Man, I want to say like around 2013 or so, 2014, and it was Hall of Fame weekend, and I was playing out at Jersey's uh, out at Jersey's patio or on Jersey's patio, um, and and having a long shift there. I think it was like an eight hour show or something like that, and uh, I was th- sitting there and I was playing music or whatnot, but for whatever reason, I started thinking to myself, like, man, like why, why not do this? on your own? Like what, what is stopping you from doing this on your own? And, uh, cause at the time I was working for a DJing company. Um, so let's kind of retrace there. But, uh, at the time I was working for a DJing company, um, based out of Canton. And then, um, that kind of spiraled into eventually me going out on my own and starting my own company. But, uh, 
but I would say at that time, I don't know what it was about that day or being out on that patio or whatever, but I just, I looked out at the crowd and I just was thinking to myself like, you know, I, I know I could do this. I could do this for a living. Um, I just was blessed to be able to be good at it. Um, and, uh, and to be trained well. And so I thought to myself, well, you know what, heck man, I'm going to I'm going to go and do this. I'm going to do this and I'm going to rock it out. And I'm the type of person, this is, was the same thing, uh, with me in sports. Um, I always was a leader, uh, out on the, out on the, whether I was playing soccer, basketball, baseball, football, it didn't matter. Um, I was, I just have that leader mentality in me. Uh, I don't like to lose, definitely do not like to lose. Um, and uh, I just, I don't quit. Uh, I, I will do anything in my power to, to, succeed. Right. And, and that's, that's just who I am. I mean, I, I don't care what it is. I mean, that's just now, obviously with playing sports, like if I went and played a game of basketball and I lost a game of basketball, I'm not going to, you know, I don't really necessarily care. But um, when it comes to um, me and my personal self and succeeding, I mean, I really, really push myself. And really that's, do. that right there is where <laughs> I think there's an important um, like dichotomy, right? Because yeah. people can be so focused on winning that they can't lose that basketball game right. without freaking out. Right. Or they can't accept a loss where it may not actually be a loss. It may be a lesson that you were supposed to learn and you need to keep moving forward. It's right. just kind of reframing that mindset of what a loss actually is. But not accepting less than what your capable of right i think is the important piece personally right where that leadership mentality that you just talked about is knowing what you're capable of the path that you can be proceeding what you should be doing how you should be doing it because i think deep down we all have that little voice that's like oh you you didn't wake up this morning (laughs) or hey you should you should be going to do this right and if we ignore that little voice, then we feel like crap about it because we ignored it. And then we go get ice cream and we feel like crap about eating ice cream. And then it all kind of <laughs> spirals downhill. Yeah. But if you, if you have that mentality where it's just like personally, when it comes to decisions that I make day in and day out to determine whether I'm going to be successful, I'm going to listen to that little voice. Right. Right. And, and if, I'm going to push it. Yep. And you're right. And you got to, you, you have to, and you, and you, you, you can't, uh, you know, going back to the school thing, the reason why I didn't succeed in school was because I procrastinated and because it wasn't in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you, but if there are things now when you're out in the real world and you're not in school, rather it be high school or college or whatnot, and now you are in the real world, um, you got to do the little things, like you said, like that little whisper in your ear, like, don't eat that. Or, uh, you know, oh, I got to, I got to remember to take the laundry, it's something as simple as taking the laundry out of the washer or dryer or something like yeah. that. You know, you got to, there's little things. And, uh, and I know that it sounds kind of silly, but those little things make you feel like you have um, accomplished the day. Like the, mm. at the end of the day, you can say, okay, I accomplished this, 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 and this, and I did all these different things and it just helps you feel good. And then the right. next day you build off that and it's just a constant building. Um, but yeah, you gain momentum. Yeah, you gain momentum. Right, right. And it's and people don't think that you can build up bad momentum, but you can definitely build up bad momentum. Where if you're making 
you're not taking the laundry out when you're supposed to, and then it stays in there and it gets moldy. Right. <laughs> right. Um, that can right. build up bad momentum in a, a different direction. And sure. it's hard for people that have built up that bad momentum for such a long time to start. You have to literally walk upstream to get back to neutral. Yep. Yes, you do. It's just like it's like working out. It's mm-hmm. like when you work out. Um, you know, I, I used to, believe it or not, now I'm skinny and scrawny now, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I used to actually be pretty darn big. I mean, I got stretch marks under my under my armpits. I used to lift a lot, and uh, I was really, really, got really big before I went to college, um, which was random because I ended up playing uh, soccer, so it was like I ended up losing it all anyways. <laughs> but, uh, but, <laughs> That's uh, what I was just thinking. I yeah, was like, you got massive it, to go I, play soccer. I play, I weighed, so I weighed, you know, I weighed about 25, 30 more pounds than what I do now um, and just put wow. on a lot of big muscle mass. Uh, you know, muscle mass. And, uh, my father's a big guy. He's, he's a, he's a really solid dude. If you, if you looked at him, you'd be like, holy Just smokes. Like he def- yeah. He, he definitely yeah. used to, cause he, he played, uh, semi-professional football. So, gotcha. um, yeah, so he's, he's a big guy. And, uh, but, um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, as far as just the little things, like you said, just mounting up, um, I mean, that's, it's just so important. And, you know, I really do believe that I got a lot of my um, competitiveness and my in my leadership and my uh, not willing to, you know, lose and stuff like that in um, my work ethic from uh, sports, from sports. Mm-hmm. You know, I really do. Uh, I really did learn a lot. And that's why, um, you know, I hope, you know, whatever my child someday wants to do, that's perfectly fine. But I hope someday my my child definitely wants to, rather be a boy or girl, wants to play sports. So hopefully. have you ever have you ever heard of uh, Admiral McRaven? Do you know who? What have you ever heard that name? No. So uh-huh. he he was a an admiral, right? Okay. He may still be an admiral in the Navy. I don't know. Someone will correct me on it if I'm wrong. But he gave a speech at University of Texas graduation, and he also wrote a book called Make Your Bed. And he basically said exactly what you said about the little things piling up and then you're able to check something off of your list where he said, if you wake up in the morning and you make your bed, you've accomplished the first task of the day. Right. Right. And then if you come home and you had a crap day, you come home to a bed that's made and ready for you to get in to go to bed. Right. Right. And you feel good. Mm -hmm. You feel good. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I, I couldn't agree any more than, you know, with that, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, and that just all builds into it, you know, and then you're, yeah. and you're constantly hustling, um, you know, it, it, this, especially, you know, with the, with, when you don't have your, when you have your degree, uh, there's a buddy of mine that also didn't get his degree, um, from the University of Akron and, and, uh, he's one of my, one of my best friends and, uh, him and I both, we kind of, in a sense, like the fact that we didn't get our degree because, we think to ourselves, okay, I can't just set back and rely on my degree to push me forward in life. Like I'm going to push myself in life as opposed to having a paper or a diploma that tells me I need to, um, you know, uh, or that, uh, that you're already like pre-qualified. Yeah. You have to prove to people that you're qualified. Right. 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 And, and, and it just allows me, plus it allows me to push myself because I look at all of my other friends that have their degrees and, uh, you know, they have, uh, you know, maybe their, uh, bachelor's degree, master's degree or whatever. Um, and for me, it's, even though it's not a competition and it should not be a competition, um, in my head, I like to think to myself, okay, I need to, 
I need to beat him out as far as salary wise. And right. I, and 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 it's not it's not a competition, and it should not be that way. But well, but I'm just, just because like you think about that inside of your own head doesn't mean that you're imposing that on the other person. Right, right, you know right. I mean? right. It, and, you, as long as you're not walking into like a a Super Bowl party and going, "Hey, man, I made eighty k last year. What'd you make?" Right, you know right, I mean? yeah. Then you don't want to be that guy, right? Yeah. You don't want to be nobody that guy. likes that guy, right? No, no one likes that guy. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean, in in uh, but that's the thing, you know, is is we just him and I both um, we like to push each other because we both don't have our degrees, and he's an entrepreneur, and I'm an entrepreneur, and so um, it's just kind of neat that we went out and started our own companies, uh, and uh, and now succeeding. So that's but. a cool mentality that I think that people with degrees um sometimes fall into the trap of saying oh i have this bachelor's degree now cool i'm good right i'm done right. i actually said that in the in the speech where i kind of talked about um for those that are just tuning into this episode i gave a the senior address at walsh university graduation ceremonies 2018 and in that speech one of the things that i said was imagine if like this day and this degree were the absolute peak of your life. Right. Are you right. just going to take this degree, hang it up on a wall, point at it, and be like, hey, I did that, and then that's it? Or are you going to apply or it are you gonna, Yeah, apply yeah. it and move forward. Are you going to pursue that master's? Are you yep. going to, like, push yourself in the job field to be the best possible bachelor's degree, whatever it's in, right. in your job field? That should be your mentality. Is just It's not going to hang up on a wall. Yes, you can be proud of it. But if all it does is look pretty, right? Then, then it's you, not. You spent a hundred something thousand dollars for yep. a fancy piece of paper when you could have gone to like a picture shop yeah. <laughs> and, and got a got a cool picture for fifty bucks, and it would have looked better in your living room. Yeah, absolutely, and I I agree. And um, and I mean, think about all the thousands, millions of people who have their degrees and they don't even do the job that they went to college for. Right. I mean, think about that and how, how ridiculous that is. And uh, to tell you the truth, man, I, I really never had um, – I, I, <laughs> I always wanted to be a professional athlete, to tell you the truth, but just was honestly never physically big enough. Right. Um, you know, you can only – Put your body so I can't grow anymore. You know, I yeah, stopped at yeah, about yeah. five eight and five nine. So I think <laughs> I ain't gonna go to the NBA or anything like that. Right. But uh but um as far as uh as far as like the diploma and everything goes, like in no shape or form am I telling people not to go to college. I think everyone should go to college. Um, I think it def definitely does help people. But I think there are also – there is also an alternative. And I, I like to be that uh, that like alternative route or that um, – The path less traveled kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, the path less traveled because I feel like odds are against me and I like to prove people wrong. I love people. I love proving people wrong. Ooh, so that's yeah. yeah. That that's a challenge to me. That that's that what I love. mentality right there, just like I mean, that just made the hair on my arm yeah. stand up a little bit. Where it's like, oh, people think I can't do this. Right. I'm right. gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's that is me all the way. And uh, might come from. Uh, it definitely comes from sports, but also might come a little bit from. Uh, you know, the smaller man syndrome or whatnot, you know, like, oh, you can't do it or whatever. Yeah. Okay. You want to see, I'll, I'll, I'll oh, prove you wrong. Man. Um, that's, funny. but, uh, but yeah, no, um, I, I think a diploma is definitely a, a great route to go with, but, um, and I, th I mean, whether it's, 
I don't think it's necessarily the diploma, you know, like what you said that college is good for everybody. And I think that just any avenue that causes you to gain more knowledge is good for everybody, whether it's, um, college, if it's like going to RG drag and getting a welding certification for those of you who don't know, RG drag is like a technical school in our area or, uh, getting your certification for electricity, uh, being an electrician and being a plumber, you know, anything that takes you, your knowledge basis to the next level, whether it's academia or it's a trade is good. Right. Right. The pursuit of knowledge is a good thing. You should have an open mind, be willing to listen to things. I mean, I'm, I'm a nurse and in the military by trade and here I am doing a podcast, you know, yeah, recording a absolutely. podcast. Absolutely. You just have to be open to the idea that, Hey, maybe, yeah, I'm going to try this out. Cool. If I, if I try it out and it fails, nah. Yep. All right. But at least I had a blast, you know, interviewing people, sitting down, having a good time. Yep. Or if you're having the DJ thing, like if I did it, okay, I might've failed the first time. Yeah. But you kind of rebuild that back up. But if you had to point to, so you made that transition, right? right, right. You decided, hey, I was going to leave college. Now I'm going to try to open this, my my own DJ thing. What was it like in those early couple of months? Um, and are there points where you're like, oh, crap, I made the wrong decision? Kind of like that buyer's remorse kind of syndrome? Yeah, there there has been a few um, where I was like, man, is this the right decision or not? But um, to kind of retrace, uh, so transitioning, um, kind of the whole little short background story. So again, I worked for a, for a DJing company for two or three years and then went out on my own. Um, and, uh, and when I went out on my own, I saved up a couple thousand dollars. Um, but I went out, purchased a brand new SUV, um, and then had to purchase all equipment and everything like that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I went from having no bills to now paying like a thousand dollars a month for bills, and to me at the time, going out on your own, you're like, holy crap! Like this right. is this is nuts. Um, but uh, when it started going, and when I, when I I mean I, I again I push myself, and I will not see myself lose. And I'm the type of person um, when I really essentially once I become became a uh, an adult, I like to be more um, money. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't reliant on my parents as much. I mean, mm-hmm. sure. They helped me out definitely with multiple different things and this and that, but, but I, I wasn't someone who was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to, uh, rely on my parents for this week for money or whatever. Like, no, like I wanted to go out, make my own money because I have that kind of pride, you mm-hmm. know, like you, you, you don't, you know, you have your own pride to, to make your own income. And, uh, and so, um, uh, you know, the money started coming in and it worked out. It was, it was working out or whatnot. I had a few times where I was like, man, I don't know if this is really necessarily what I want to do, but it was just me for all of last year, uh, for 2017. And then this past year I started bringing on guys. I have, uh, now four or five guys that work for me actually getting ready to hire a fifth guy. Um, and, uh, for me it was, um, it was just that like willingness to not want to lose. And, and, and I had a lot of bookings that people were booking weddings for me. So when I went out on my own, I had about probably 20 or 30 
weddings already booked that I kind of booked like while I was working for that company and I knew that they were going to be coming up in 2017. So I knew that that money was going to be coming in, but, uh, but it was still scary because until that money comes in and until it's in your face, then you're mm-hmm. like, and you're like, and so, um, now I have 110% confidence. I'm not never worried if I go out and spend a couple thousand dollars, you know, on equipment or whatever, it doesn't scare me now. And, and, but that's because we've gotten things up and rolling, but as opposed to, you know, when I first started, oh, man, that was yeah. freaky. I mean, that was scary. <laughs> I mean, when, for, for a kid that for a 20, uh, 22 year old, 23 year old, uh, you know, um, that just got done, you know, with, uh, <laughs> Going to college, but not getting his degree, but going to college, mm-hmm. um, you know, spending that kind of money right. uh, at one time is like, holy crap, man. Like that's a, you know, like that's a, that's a lot of money. Um, but uh, the, the transition was actually pretty smooth for the most part. The one thing was, is that I had a one year no compete clause, which is why people ask me all the time, why don't you play at jerseys? And, and, you know, in Belden or whatnot. And the reason being is because I had a one year no compete clause. Um, but, uh, but as so I had to essentially start from the bottom. I had to go out, purchase my own equipment, um, which I purchased all different equipment uh, than what the company that I used to work for um, and bought all different equipment. I had to I had to uh, buy my own music, which was huge because at the time I had absolutely no music. Um, I had to purchase essentially everything uh, spent spent probably a little over. I mean, between the car and the equipment, probably a little over $30,000, like within the matter of like a couple months. And it's like, and at that time, Uh, you're like, wow, this is a big gamble. Um, But, you know, you pay things off, you play it smart, you put them on like cards to where you can pay them off. You know, you don't make too big of purchases right away uh, with like just cash or just off of your debit card or whatever. Right, right. but I, I played it smart, and luckily I had the right leaders behind me that were like, hey, do it this way, do it that way, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then it got up and going, really got up and going. Um, and now I'm at the point where my head's spinning because I am constantly getting bookings for bars, clubs, uh, private events. Weddings are huge. Weddings are, are, my, are my biggest thing. Um, we do a ton of weddings. But uh, last year we did – Last year I did, uh, I think 42 weddings, uh, last year and for my first year being out on my own. And, uh, this year I have 38 or I'm sorry, I, this year I booked over, uh, I think I had 65, um, about 10 or 15 of those were my guys going out and doing those for this year. And then the rest of about 50 or 52 of those were, were me doing the weddings, um, but next year I already have, uh, 30, been lucky enough to have 38 weddings booked and, um, and that's not even, and, the, and well, 38 for me. And then I already have uh 10 for my other employees. So 48 altogether already. And we're a little over halfway through the year. So right. just, it's a truly a blessing. Everything has been such a blessing. I have just been really, really fortunate to know the right people in the industry, um, have great supportive uh, friends and family. And uh, now that it's funny because, you know, when, back to when my dad said, you know, you sure about this? Now my dad's like, holy smokes, like I'm going to, he's like, he's like, man, I'm going to retire from Cisco and start coming and DJing for you, <laughs> uh, which is just kind of, you know, it would be hysterical to see. Um, probably be like Def Leppard and stuff all be, night long. That'd be but, hilarious, uh, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I I really didn't have. I had some point. I I had a few points definitely that were like, man, are you sure you really want to do this? But you pick yourself right back up, and I mean, you just—it's a hustle. It's it's day and night a hustle, and yeah. it's—I mean, it really, honestly is. I wake up in the morning, I answer text messages, emails, and uh, you know, people think like, "Oh, you're a DJ, Instagram you just work DMs. at night." Yeah, Instagram, <laughs> yeah, Instagram DMs and stuff like that. Uh, you know, people asking for bookings and and everything. And I always, I don't have a, uh, I don't have a receptionist. So for me, um, I have to answer all the phone calls. Right. So I, I essentially am obviously the owner and then the DJ and then also to now the receptionist as well. So I answer <laughs> all the phone calls and, and emails and texts and the bookings and this and that. So people think like, oh, you DJ, you just work at nighttime. No, I work every minute of the day you can even ask my uh my beautiful girlfriend she she lives with me at up in the falls and uh sometimes she's like you know you need to like kind of step away from your phone just kind of chill out for a second because yeah. you're 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 just i'm just constantly working yeah it's i get that i get that from people all the time where i'm uh i mean i started this up right sure. and like i was talking to you before before all this went down like when we for when i first started this uh i was just some kid posting blog posts on sure. Facebook. Sure. Um, and it, it just kind of started growing from there, but it is, I mean, I would get done with class at Walsh trying to finish up my nursing degree with a minor in psychology, which it's hard enough to do a nursing degree at Walsh university, let alone trying to add on something. Right. Uh, so doing that and then coming home after a 12 hour clinical day, and sitting down and say, hey, I'm going to try to write an article or I'm going to read this book. I'm going to start highlighting this. I'm going to start gaining, trying to build up that knowledge basis mm -hmm. to where I'm able to quote things, point back to uh, references that people can use when they're looking at these leadership concepts and stuff like that, where it's a constant. People think that it's just coming into the re recording studio and sitting down across from somebody and and uh, just talking. Right. But I legitimately probably spend about an hour and a half creeping on you right to well, hey. you know gain a background where i was like okay what kind of questions can i ask this guy right um because he he has this enigma of like a successful djing business that he started up but that doesn't mean that i'm not gonna creep through your instagram <laughs> all the way to like the first picture well, that was ever posted yeah and yeah, yeah no creep find your find your quote you know what i mean off of your website right. and stuff like that and that that takes time yeah you have to does. be able to do that after you get off of work or or on the weekends and my roommate all the time is like man you need to you need to like take a break you're gonna have a heart attack by the time you're like 35 right right and i was like but it's it's a passion you yes. know what i mean and if so if you find something that you're passionate about it, i don't know if it's the same thing for you where i'm sure that some of the medial tasks feels like work but when you're actually doing the djing thing i i would almost wager 100 percent that it doesn't feel it like it does you're not working. feel like working right you're correct 110 percent correct uh as far as um like the djing aspect um rather it be uh, weddings you do it is work um it's not as simple as uh just press and play and then picking your butt the rest of the night you know right. like you 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 are actually uh, I'm sure the you are up and moving around gross. yeah 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 she would <laughs> probably get a bad review on uh, facebook or something but um but yeah no uh you know um weddings are definitely like you know you don't feel like you're 
it is crazy because I don't necessarily feel like I'm at work. You know, I'm not I'm not going and sitting at a desk or, uh, you know, whatever in my cubicle and uh, working like we talked about earlier, like a nine to five typical job. Um, so it doesn't necessarily feel like work, um, but it is a job when it comes to definitely, um, definitely for the weddings, a few private events here and there that are that, you know, re- you really kind of got to work for a lot more bars and clubs for the most part are pretty easy. It's essentially just showing up with equipment, you know, and putting on a good show for, for whoever's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, back to the, um, back to even like when we were talking about like just doing laundry or whatever and a task or uh, accomplishing your small little tasks that also builds into the momentum of even DJing like if i'm you know i if i just sit around all day and don't do anything then i'm going to usually have a crappy show uh, that night because just because i'm not I haven't been doing anything and like i i feel like i got to have my mind I just have to, I always have to be doing something. Um, and that's just the way that I am. I don't, I'm not just, you know, sitting at home. I I have a lot of buddies love playing video games, nothing against video games. I love video games, but do I have time to play them? Absolutely not. I have. Yeah. I just bought my first video game in eight years and it was the latest God of war game that came out because I played the original one way back in the day when it first came out and i was like oh this is kind of a little bit nostalgic for me like i'll get it and then i stole my brother's ps4 (laughs) to play it because i refused to buy a game system because i was like i'm gonna play this game i'm gonna finish the campaign i'm gonna give it to my brother for half of what i bought it for and then give him his ps4 back and i haven't played a single game since (laughs) but for that like oh i don't know 30 plus hours of gameplay i was pretty like drooling sure. on myself sure. almost. Yeah, and you do. And then and then you get caught up and then you're like, oh shoot, it's already four or five o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Like I haven't accomplished anything. Um and but no, I, I just I I have to constantly uh be moving or doing something. Um I, I'm telling you, like yeah, for example, yesterday I was on the phone with five new brides. Uh or you know, I think I booked two or three already of them. I think they already fully committed, but um I was on the phone with all five. Well, when I get on the phone with the bride and groom um, I'm not your, I'm not your call in to me and I just give you my pricing, um, and then just let you out, leave you out to dry. Um, and then you have a ton of questions. I like to actually talk to a bride and groom or just a, usually oftentimes it's a bride. Cause let's be honest, fellas, we don't really, uh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't do much of the planning for the wedding day, but, um, right. yeah, but happy, for, happy wife, happy life. Right, right. Right. So, but for the brides, uh, when they give me a call, um, uh, you know, when they're looking for, you know, availability and this and that, I like to be on the phone with them for around 20 minutes to 20 to 30 minutes. Um, and I kind of, obviously I'm a talker. You guys can tell that right now, but, uh, I talk my, talk their ear off a little bit just because I want them to know exactly what kind of service they're getting for their wedding day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're spending well over a thousand dollars plus for someone to come in and do your wedding, I would like to know what the heck I'm getting, you know, as far as right. if I was spending that much money on a service for my wedding day, I want to know exactly what I'm getting. So I like to explain that to to all of them and kind of give them the whole rundown of of what they get with my service and whatnot. But um, yeah, I mean, so so having five calls all at about 20, 20 minutes to a half hour all throughout the day, um, plus also going and running and errands and everything. Um, it's great because I don't go to a nine to five job. So during the day, if I have to, I can go to the grocery store or whatever, do the little knickknack stuff, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Um, but, uh, 
you're also probably like sometimes I know I'll, I'll get calls from people and I'll be walking around Giant Eagle getting groceries. Yes. And I'm talking to people while I'm shopping. Yeah. Yeah, I usually I well, yeah, I'll I'll get that. I def I got a text message on my way here, you know, hey, how can I, you know, how can I make payments and this and that um on our uh on our um balance. And uh, you know, you you'll get stuff like that. Um, but I usually like to try and plan out my, you know, hey, yeah. can I give you a call at, you know, one PM or whatever? And then I'll kinda have to then adjust my schedule for the rest of the day around like the phone calls, which some people might think it'd be annoying, but it's really not too bad as long as you don't overload too many phone calls in one day. Then you're like, then you feel like you're a robot. And yeah, you're, you're saying the, the same things every yeah. single day. And yeah. that's that's actually a principle that I mean we kind of use in nursing. It's just called task grouping, mm-hmm. where if you're gonna go into a patient's room, do as many things together as possible. First off, so that you're not annoying the patient by coming in and out of the room sure. 400 times, but sure. also because of efficiency. If you get all that stuff done, it frees you up for another patient or sure. to help another nurse. Sure. And actually, um, Tim Ferriss talks about it where he he's like, I only record on Mondays and Fridays, or I pick two days out of the week, and those are my recording days. And I dedicate the entire day to recording content, coming up with new content, writing stuff. And it puts me in a mindset and a place where I'm able to do that. And then the rest of the week, I set out blocks of time that this is for management stuff. Sure. This is for accounting stuff. This is for this. And it allows you to get into that. Like you said, before you get into a show, you have to get into a mental state. Right. It allows you to get into that mental place where you're not trying to squirrel and you're figure you're like oh my god I'm, I'm on the phone but I okay what did I forget do I need to buy towels I right think I right towels right and then you're you're scattered and then nobody gets the best version right of yourself right my uh you know I, like so I don't really cuss on this podcast too much but for the sake of the quote I'm gonna throw out a word sure my grandpa always used to say like you never half ass two things you whole ass one thing sure and I think a lot of people think that you can't divide and conquer and dedicate 100% focus to each one of those things, but you can if you, I'm going to dedicate 100% of time to this right now, half an hour from now, I'm going to dedicate 100% of my effort to this right. instead of taking an hour and trying to do both simultaneously. Right. You're probably going to get more done if you say, okay, I'm just going to split that hour in half, half an hour for this, half an hour for that. Full focus Full on focus. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's you 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 just you have to be. I mean, you you got to be fo- and that's yeah, that's I would without a doubt say that that's how I roll with 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 my life. Like when I'm focused on one thing, like I'm here now, like I'm focused on this. Like right. I don't like nothing else really necessarily is going through my mind as far as like the whole, you know, bookings or DJing or whatever, mm-hmm. I'll answer phone calls and whatnot later once my phone's off uh, airplane mode. Right. But, uh, but um, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, and, and you definitely should because I'm the type of person to where rather, rather it be anything, coming in, doing a wedding, d- doing a bar or club or whatever, I'm always going to give you 110% effort. That's just who I am. Right. I'm always going to give you 110% effort. Um, and, uh, but yeah, you need to you need to stay focused on just one thing at a time if you can and not try and do like you said like half but everything else right, or right. half but you know two things as opposed to focus on one thing get that done once you're done with that okay you know 
clean the dishes, get the dishes done. Okay, now we go over to laundry. We're not trying to do both at the same time. Right, you know? yeah, because then but, your dishes end up with little specks of food right. on it and your, <laughs> your laundry's not completely clean. Right, my lady's mad yeah. and then I'm like, oh, darn it. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. Here we go. Now yeah. I'm in the dog yeah. house. And the I don't get in the dog house with her. She's awesome. <laughs> she's great. She's She's an awesome woman. But I mean, you, you've been doing weddings for a while now, right? Yep. Yep. What was it? I'm curious because I would never be able to stand behind that booth. As much as I stand in front of large <laughs> groups of people uh-huh. and talk, like on, on my installation, I'm in charge of training sure. recruits before they leave for basics. So sure. I stand in front of a group of 30 to anywhere from 30 to 50, like 18 year olds that are like, teach me the ways of the Air Force, like every month. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That doesn't freak me out. Right. But. Like being at somebody's wedding, I feel like I think, um, yeah, I don't know. yeah. When I first, do, you remember what that was like yeah. versus now. Like, what would that comparison look like? Yeah. So, well, oh, well, a comparison is night and day. It's a night and day difference. Um, first of all, when you go to do weddings, you have to be comfortable on the microphone. That's the biggest thing. Anybody, anybody can press play and play music and whatnot. Um, and there's a lot more to it. People think that that's just all it is. I promise you, there's a lot more to just pressing play. There's actually a flow and a, and a, uh, transition. And, um, there's a way of going about doing genres of music and whatnot all throughout the night. But anyways, that's getting sidetracked. But as far as, um, like, uh, talking on the microphones when I first started, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, um, I, when I first did my first wedding, I was like sketched out because I not sketched out, but I was just very scared. I was nervous. I was like, man, do not mess up the bride and groom's name. You know, don't mess it up. Don't mess up. Like, you know, cause I wasn't, I was comfortable on the microphone, but I'm not nearly, I mean, now I'll say whatever. It's just like when you talk into a microphone, it's just like you and I talking back and forth to each mm-hmm. other. That's the same way. Yep. Um, and one thing that kind of always helped me was is uh, to not like look at the – maybe not look at the people um, or the audience or like pick people out and like look at them or stare at them while you're talking. But look at like – maybe like look at the ceiling or, you know, look off into, you know, at something that's not – the crowd. Um, cause when you start looking at the crowd and maybe their reactions to what you're saying and like being like subconscious about that, then that's when you start to then think without, mm-hmm. uh, you start, you start to get inside your own head. Yeah. In your, in your own head. And then you're like, Oh man. And then you like kind of start stuttering or whatever. And so, um, you know, when I first started doing weddings, yes, I was much more nervous now. <laughs> no, it's a cakewalk. It's, it's a cakewalk. I don't have, I have done weddings now like for a, a wedding cakewalk. Well, no, yeah. Like bad. a wedding <laughs> cakewalk. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, but, um, all right. That was but, uh, I apologize to everybody for that. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, no, they're, uh, as far as walking in and doing someone's wedding, I honestly, I feel just as comfortable going in and do, doing someone's wedding as I do going and playing at a bar club. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, I've done this now. I've done over a little over 200 weddings now. Um, and so for me, I'm like, I, I, this is easy, easy, right. but to a lot of people, you know, it would be like, holy crap. Like what if I mess up? Well, I'm um, sure if I'm sure if I got 200 weddings deep at that point, I'd yeah, like, you'd you know be what? like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's easy. Yeah. Right. Cause I've been, I've been in, I've, like let's so if we flip flopped and I forced you to come in, put on a uniform, and then try to teach people leadership concepts about what it means to wear the uniform and like 
how to lead in the military <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm sure yeah, you'd be like, yeah, like yeah. a colonel would come in and stare at you. You'd be like, oh, God, sure, sir. Um, uh, yeah. But, but if yeah. you did that 200 times. Yeah. You'd then, be like, yeah, we'd be easy. comfortable. And that's something that people get discouraged about really easy on, or like really, not really easy, really early on in endeavors because they're like, oh, wow, like I'm never going to be good at this. I suck at this. But 50 tries in, I'm right. a little bit better. 100 things right. in, I'm good. 200 things in, I'm great at this. Yep. And that's what people have to understand is, is that it's just like, again, back to the sports reference. You're not going to just pick up a basketball and become Michael Jordan. You right. have to practice. You have to practice. You have to practice. You have to practice. Um, even though going and doing someone's wedding isn't uh, – I mean, I guess it's kind of in a way it's practice, but um, you also need to be on your A game. But um, it's uh, it's the, it's rep, reputation or repetition. It's uh, doing it more. Like you said, the more and more you do it, the better and better you get. So for me, going in really to any show, there is not – I haven't done a show where I felt like, Ooh, I don't know about this one in a long time. Yeah. Um, just because I've done, I mean, I have done nursing home events. I've done, uh, I've played to little, uh, first and second and third graders. I have done, uh, sweet 16s. I've done weddings. I do bars and clubs. I've done, uh, you know, all sorts of different things. Like in August coming up here in August, mm -hmm. I'm going and doing like a, a, uh, event at the Dogwood Pool right down the street here. Mm -hmm. um, Dogwood Pool in North Kenton. Uh, I'm playing just for like the public and stuff like that. And uh, just different things, you know. I've all, all, all sorts of stuff, man. All sorts of kind of crazy stuff that I was like, man, are you sure you even need a DJ for this? But people, were like, hey, I mean, if you want to have a DJ for a private event or whatever and you want me to be there, I will be there. And be willing to um, like step outside of that box. Where yeah. It's like, nope, I do weddings. Right. And clubs. Right. You know I mean, and you can pull, I call it like, uh, like the circle of you almost, where I. Me sitting here isn't me doing all a bunch of research into podcasting and how to interview people and whatever else. It's me growing up in the country, me being in 4-H, yep. me going through all the crap that I went through in high school, me joining the military, me going to nursing school. Yep. And like all of this kind of forms this circle where I'm able to take all of that experience and dump it onto a and mic. Dump, right. And then with DJing, it's like, okay, I've done first and second, third graders. I've done this. I've done that. I've done this. I've done that. And all of that comes into me being a awesome wedding DJ right. or an awesome bar club right, DJ. Right, right. And that's the thing that makes me a little bit more unique uh, from a lot of these people or a lot of these, not these people, but a lot of these DJs out there. Oftentimes you will find, uh, and this is, this even speaks for my company as well. Um, and, and what I'm, what I am uh, starting with uh, premium, premium entertainment, uh, my company is, um, is I'm trying to get guys to not only just be bar and club DJs, but to also be wedding DJs, to also be able to go out and do all sorts of different kind of events. Um, there's a lot of companies out there, won't name any, but there's a lot of DJing companies out there who just do the wedding industry and they don't know anything. They don't know the bar and club industry, or there's a lot of just bar and club DJs that would have – they can say they've done weddings or that they do weddings. They don't do it. They don't. They, they do it or they've done a wedding, but they don't know how the professional way of it being done is. They don't know right. the right way of it being done. Um, and I'm sorry, but they just don't. But uh, they, um, uh, a lot of the bar and club DJs, um, <laughs> because 
DJing can be such a hobby and can be like such a uh, such a um, like second job to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, they some people just do it for you know the love of it, and I do and I do love DJing, and I I really do. I love DJing and I love music, but I also have to treat this as a business, um, and it's also my way of living. So if I have to pay bills, this is how I pay my bills. Right. So. I also have to treat it very much business-like as well. You know, I, I have to make money. I, I have to. You know, I'm not just that, you know, 20-year-old college boy that if he goes and does, you know, a show and makes 50 or whatever, 100 bucks or whatever, a little, like when I first started, very, very, very first started and I was like with that, with the company that I work for, I was just happy to get out and play. Now mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I'm happy to get out and play and I love to play and I'm blessed to be able to get out and, you know, entertain and whatnot, but I also need to be paid as well. But that right. comes with, you know, owning a company. I mean, I, I have to, you know, I have to, yeah, I you have bills. to cover your got, bills. Yeah, 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 bills. yeah. But, uh, it's just a blessing to be able to cover your bills doing something that you love. Doing. Yeah, that exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. And like you said earlier, it's like, I don't even, and I really, I, I do work and I work my butt off. I'm, I'm telling you, I promise you. Oh my gosh. Ask my lady, man. If, if anyone, my lady knows the, she knows the most. She, she by now knows my whole, she knows my whole company in and out. She could run my company if God forbid, like I ever passed away or whatever, passed away or whatever. And she could run it, man. I'll tell you what, she's, she's awesome. But, uh, but, um, as far as, um, I got sidetracked here. As far as the, uh, like, business and treating it like a business, like, you have to you have to be able to do that because I, I have, like we said, I have bills and I have stuff. Like, I've had people in the past, I've had people, they don't really do it now because they realize, like, okay, he's very much so legit now and this is what he's doing for a living. But, like, back when I worked for that company, I've had, I had people that were kind of, like, thinking that I was just doing this for – just fun. And, and I really didn't know what I was going to be getting out of it. Uh, you know, I didn't know that I was going to be, be a DJ when I, uh, when I first started, like I didn't know I was going to be doing this for a living, Mm -hmm. but, um, they were thinking that like, Hey, can we come in and, um, or can you come and play for us for like essentially free? And it's like, like, at that time, like maybe like I could have done like something like a house party or something like that, you know, friends are having a house party or whatever. Yeah, sure. But now it's like, no, man, like I gotta, I make a living. Like you gotta, gotta pay me. Right. You know, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it truly has been a blessing this whole year. Everything, everything has been such a blessing. And I'm so thankful for meeting the thousands of people that I've met, um, and and that's another cool thing about DJing as opposed to like a nine to five job is, is like I get to meet thousands of thousands of thousands of people like weekly, like right. weekly and all sorts of different kinds of people. And if you think about it, um, a lot of, you know, you'll get a lot of like your millionaires or celebrities or anybody that's uh, big in the name, you know, has a big name for themselves. They get a, they come into bars and clubs. They, because they, they like to go out and they like to drink or whatever. So you have um, those connections that you get that you can't really get if you were working a nine to five job and then just coming back home. You know what I'm saying? Right, so it right. really puts you in a unique situation 
Um, DJing has no limits. There are no limits in this industry. There's no like, if, if you wanted to make a hundred million dollars in a year, DJing, like it's possible. Yes, it's very hard, but it's possible. You know, it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not like, there's, there's no roof. There's no roof with this. And that's, that's what is really neat about it. Cause I'm like someone who wants to be at the top, the very top of everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even remotely close, but you know I can at least in my head aspire strive for that. that. Yeah, right. Aspire and that, for that. that's that's the difference. That's the difference maker. Like that key factor right there. I think is the difference maker between a lot of whether it's working out, dieting, starting a podcast, right. being a DJ, being a nurse, using that degree, whatever. If you can condition your mind to strive to that be that, oh, well, people, only 1% of people make this much in this field. If you can at least strive to want to be one of those 1%, you might land in the top 10%. Right. And you're still, that's still awesome. That's still awesome. But if you are like, hey, I'm going to strive to be in the top 10%, you might land in the top 30. Or, oh, I want to be better than half the people. You might, you got a 50-50 shot. Right, right. So the, the, the farther down you go on that aspiration ladder, right, the lower like you can't you can't achieve a high dream without shooting high right right if you're just going to shoot low consistently yeah you might hit over and over and over and over again um i actually think that that's a quote i mean that's a quote that a a lot of motivational speakers use is like it's not people that shoot high and miss it's people that shoot low and hit yep that stay stagnant yep yeah. Because to, to, to everybody else, it's like, oh, yeah, he's being successful. Boom, 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 boom. But if it's something that you know you're really good at and you're going to hit 100% of the time, what are you – are you actually growing? Right. Are you, are you actually, actually achieving anything right. or are you just kind of – Just being stagnant. Yeah, yep. you're just sitting there. Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean – and that's definitely something that I, I – I'm not even <clears> – <throat> Even remotely being cool with, um, because I am not someone that likes to be stagnant. I'm not someone that likes to be just, you know, hey, uh, not to be just, um, you know, average. I hate being average. Uh, absolutely <laughs> hate it. I'm not someone that, uh, I'm not someone that wants to, um, just only make, you know, uh, that just uh, you know wants to make only a certain amount of money. I have a dollar figure in my head, but I don't want to say it over the podcast. But I don't want to be just average. I want to be above that. It's right. just something that, and it's not that it's not that it makes you a better person or that it is anything like that. It's just not. It's just that that's the, the I want to the reason why I hustle so hard. And this is the honest to God truth. The reason why I hustle so hard is, is because, um, well, a couple of reasons, but one is the main one is, is because whenever I go to have a family, um, my beautiful lady now that I'm, that I'm with, um, will be someday my wife without a doubt. <laughs> and uh, I love her to death. And, uh, and she's an amazing, amazing person. And, and the people that are close with me and are in her, uh, everyone that knows her, uh, knows that she's an amazing person, but I hustle because I want to be able to support not only her, 
um, but to be able to support our children someday. And that's a big thing. And and so for me um, to start that young and to start my Roth and to start my 401k and to start having a life savings plan and to have all this different stuff, that's a really big deal to me because um, I want my children to live comfortably. I don't want us to ever have to worry about money or anything like that. And um, even though we don't have children and we don't plan to have children for quite, you know, a while, a while or whatever. Right. Yeah, for a while. I mean, I'm 25. I'm still young. Uh, we, I, I, I hustle because I'm trying to plan for that, for our mm-hmm. future, whether it be buying that, buying our house, you know, having to be the mini minivan dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, anything. Just and that's what I and but that's why I hustle now because I'm young and I have the energy to do it. So why right. not do it? Why so, not go yeah, out there? Why yeah, not give it a shot? Do, yeah. Why not go and do fifty weddings in a year? Most yeah. you know people. Excuse me. Uh, you know, uh, you know these DJs in their forties and fifties uh, that are still doing it, um, that still do you know weddings and whatnot. Uh, they don't, they don't do fifty weddings in a year just because they don't probably have the time. They don't have the energy, but I have that energy, so I'm going to do it now and knock out as many as I possibly can, and do you know do a great job and go out and book as many shows as I possibly can because. Later on in life, I know that I won't be, I won't have the energy to do it. And I'm not saying that when I turn 40 or 50, I want to still be DJing because that's not the case at all. (laughs) That's not the case at all. By then I'll have this company up and running and then hopefully own a couple other companies. That's definitely what the goal is. But, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, uh. DJ Wolf in a nutshell. Yeah. That's, that's kind of me in a nutshell. That's right. Yeah. I, I just, man, I, I. I just don't like settling. Like I, I'm just constantly booking stuff, constantly everything. I just my alarm just went off on my phone. I don't know if y'all could hear that, but <laughs> my alarm just went off on my phone because it was a, setting a reminder to to call someone. Um, and I have to I have to meet with someone here in a little bit. But uh, you know, it's just things like that, man. That you're just like, it's crazy because I have to set. It's crazy that I have to set like five, six alarms every day. And I have to label my alarms, mm-hmm. like to let me know, like, hey, you got to do this. You got to get oh, this yeah. done. You got to do this. Yep. You got to do this. You know, like, it's just nuts. It's, it's, it really is uh, insane. I, I keep telling Veronica, I, I keep telling her, I, I really need to hire a receptionist. <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I really need someone to just answer all my emails and phone calls and stuff. Uh, that would be really nice. But, right. So, so to kind of, I mean, I think that that was, I mean, that little monologue kind of right there is just, like I said, DJ Wolf in a nutshell. Yeah. Right. But at the end of every podcast, I like to give the guest just open floor. Not that you haven't had open floor this entire time, but if there was something, whether it's giving advice to a younger version of you or it's somebody trying to get into your field or somebody starting out maybe is struggling because their parents are like, why are you dropping out of school or why are you doing this? Questioning their decisions and stuff like that. Just as a closing kind of thing, what advice would you offer my listeners? If essentially you want to be like successful, is that what you're saying essentially? Or or, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, From your perspective, right? Yeah. um, I mean, and I, don't get me wrong. Um, for all the people that are listening or that do listen to this, um, I am doing well for myself. I still have a lot more 
in my life to accomplish and a lot more goals to to achieve. Um, but I will say I'm doing pretty darn good right now and I'm going at a good pace and things are going really well, but that could also go very south very quickly. But um, my advice to uh, my advice to younger people, you know, yes, you can. Um, and, and it's, it's so, it, it's so cliche, but it's, it's honest to God truth. Yes, you can know the right people and that does help and this and that, but I'll tell you what, I also know a lot of the right people, but those people also won't also put you in the positions that you need to be put in in order to succeed. Um, or they, or maybe they just, maybe they have no connection with what you want to do for your life. So my thing, my, my biggest thing to people is, is don't stop. Like, don't stop. If you want to do something and achieve something, rather it be whatever it may be, just don't stop. Um, one of the best motivational um, speakers is, and I advise everyone that's listening to this to listen to him as well, is um, I believe his name is Eric Tom Thomas. Mm-hmm. Eric Tom- Thomas or yep. Thompson? Yeah, Eric it's Thomas. Eric Thomas, Thomas. Yep. yeah. Um, for when I went out on my own, and opened up this company for about seriously, and I, I'm not. This is not just me saying this, and and it didn't happen. Like no, this I really did this for about like two or three months straight. I watched Eric Thomas uh, videos, and I would watch him over and over and over and over again. And he's got a lot of really, really, really good things to say, and he's very motivational. And if it takes even maybe waking up in the morning and watching a motivational speech just to maybe kind of get your mindset on how am I going to succeed today, what do I need to do today to succeed and to better myself, then do it. Then take the couple minutes out of your day and and in the morning when you wake up in bed, instead of getting on your phone and checking social media, watch those videos and motivate yourself for the day and push yourself and don't stop. Don't, don't stop. You know, people get caught up in video games. They get caught up in um, sitting around watching TV. They get caught up in whatever. And that's fine. And if, and, and I'm not telling people to not relax, you should relax for your own mind, but relax once you've gotten your stuff done, do your, do your job, do your, you know, your household chores or whatever you got to do every single day, your homework, whatever you got to do, do it, get it over with, and then relax. Then you can relax. You know, everyone goes on vacation in life to get away from their job that they just got done working their butt off for. Right. And that's that's kind of your reward. So reward yourself at the end of the night, maybe with relaxation or coming out to see DJ Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's my that's my biggest spiel to people. Do not stop and find the motivation every day to wake up and to find something that you want to succeed at and that rather it be anything, job, whatever, you know, and and – and whatever you do, don't quit. Have trust in yourself. Be smart about things. Be respectful to people because you never know who you're going to run into. And uh, treat everyone. I know it's, again, cliche, but treat everyone 
you know, the way that you like to be treated and have respect for everyone. Respect mm-hmm. is a really, really big thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's what I would say to, to younger people is don't, don't give up, don't quit. You know, you gotta, you really gotta find that motivation in your heart and whatever it is. Sometimes I listen to music and it motivates, you know, or actually not sometimes, but a lot of times music motivates me. Mm-hmm. So that's just something to, um, However, your way of getting that motivation is do that maybe and start that in the morning and then push yourself the entire day. But, right. Yeah, but definitely don't stop. Rock on. So if somebody got to the end of the day that they were super excited about and driven and they got a whole bunch of stuff done and they wanted to come see DJ Wolf, um, where would they be able to find, like, you can shout, like, what's your website, your yeah, Instagram, so, stuff like yeah, that? Where so can you we guys, find information about you? Yeah, absolutely. So you guys can check out um, my website, which is bookdjwolf at, or um, I'm sorry, that's my email. But email is bookdjwolf at yahoo.com. Um, bookdjwolf.com um, is going to be my my website. Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at djwolf330, um, or you can find my Facebook page, which is just going to be djwolf, um, and now it's spelled like the animal wolf. Um, so don't add an E at the end. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so you can find me there. Um, play a lot in Akron, Canton area. Play in Cleveland a little bit. Um, trying to kind of uh, work on that whole transition of, of going more so up into Cleveland mm-hmm. um, and, and playing up there as far as bar and club industry goes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we really play all over the place. Um, right now we got Karma Cafe in Akron, um, in downtown Akron, which is right across the street from Rubber Duck Stadium. We play at uh, Barley House in Akron, which is uh, right next to Rubber Duck Stadium as well. Um, we also play at Shots in the Valley uh, down in Merriman Valley um, in Akron. Uh, we also play at Lobies in Canton, uh, which is another great bar. And then um, we're hoping to pick up – I'm trying to think who else we – where else we play at. We play a little bit at Lazy Gator and Woody's, which is also lo- located at uh, in the valley as well, um, down in Merriman Valley. And uh, we're hoping to pick up a, quite a few more because – you know, I can only I can only handle so many accounts uh, with so many you know with right. four or five guys. So, uh, but we're gonna be. I'll tell you what, man. I'm. I think that by the end of next year, I think I'll have doubled my accounts. I really do. Awesome. I, I think I'll be able to double those accounts. Get even. I think instead of having four or five, I think we'll hopefully have around ten, and you know, and then we'll keep going. Because I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I mean, heck, if I can supply a DJ for every single bar or club in the state of Ohio, I'll do it. Good stuff. I really don't. I don't care. I'll do it. I hope it it happens. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, it's been a pleasure. Um, And for those of you listening, this has been another awesome episode. It's been a privilege to sit here and listen to you talk about like your, your growth and your journey and how you ended up where you are. This is what I love doing, why I do, like what I do here. Yep. Um, Being able to sit across from another human being that's driven and and wanting to push themselves and get to to cool places so for the audience thanks for tuning in this has been another episode of jjd thoughts the apex thanks guys take care sweet Sweet. cool